It's your host, Tish and Mello, bringing you your weekly dose of cultural realness and entertainment. So check your feelings at the door, because you are now about to get passionate with two, two angry black women. To another passion-filled episode of Two Angry Black Women. Welcome back. Welcome back. All right. So let's go ahead and jump on into this thing. So, sis, in a world of full of unbothered people, mm-hmm. what's bothering you this week? Well, what's bothering me this week is flaky-ass individuals. Let me tell you something. When I host an event. When I send out an invitation and I have MFers RSVP, mm. I need your ass to show up. Mm. Because what's involved in planning events? Man. Food, um, prep time, drinks, all that type of stuff. And so I hate when I overbuy food because people say they're coming. Mm. Because I don't believe in not having enough food. I like people to be able to get seconds and thirds and stuff like that. So if you know you're not coming, don't text me the day of unless it's an emergency. You know if you're not coming earlier, the day before, all that type of stuff. Don't play me. If you say you're coming, your ass better show up. I'm going to start revoking niggas' um, invitation. Dead ass. Like, that shit gets on my nerves, like, for real. Like, don't tell me you coming somewhere and you don't show up when I'm hosting an event because it takes a lot of preparation and a lot of my goddamn coins, so you need to have your fucking ass there if you said you're going to be there, period. Period. You heard my sis said. But, no, that's real talk. Like, you know, you already know I feel you on that. Um, You know, I've hosted plenty of events, and it's frustrating. And I think people, like, people really... Because people just assume, well, it's just me, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's just me, you know, it's just one person, whatever, whatever. And people are not thinking about all that goes into planning for events. So it's like, when you back out, you don't know how many other people done backed out to. You don't know how many other people were thinking just like you was mm-hmm. thinking, oh, it's just me, it's no big deal, yeah. whatever. I just don't feel like going or I just forgot or whatever the case may be and think that it's cool. That junk is frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that that's what will was bothering me or whatever or is bothering me or whatever um what about you what the hell bothering you this week um what's bothering me is it's not the same thing Mm -hmm. but i hate when people pump you up like they about to support you on something Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then they don't come through Mm -hmm. like you know what i'm saying like if you know like people be asking for something or they know you getting ready to do something oh yeah man as soon as you do that let me know whatever whatever like i got you like mm-hmm. oh my gosh i'm waiting on it when you gonna finish that when you gonna do that mm-hmm. and then you drop it and then it's crickets yeah wait ho- ho- hold on hold on hold on wait wait hold on because see you you told me you was gonna buy this you said you was, mm-hmm. you said you was gonna support you said you was gonna show up you said you was gonna be there you said that you was gonna buy the book you said that you was gonna listen to the podcast taps mike if you're listening you said that you was gonna do all this stuff you said that you was gonna support it and you know you was constantly asking all these questions about when you was gonna get it and now that it's here right where you at where your ass at yeah that's all i'm saying so that's what's bothering me i get tired of people you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. fake acting like they about to support you on something be pumping you up and everything right 
and then you put it out there, and then niggas be ghost. That's oh, all. That's yeah. what's bothering me. Oh, I understand that, sis. I definitely understand that. I think I done did that to a nigga a time or two. <laughs> Nah, for real, back in the day, I know I used to do stuff like that. Like, you ever had somebody just talking about something? Yeah, I'm about to do this. And it's like, oh, okay, well, just let me know, you know what I'm saying, when it's about to drop. Even mm -hmm. though in your mind you was thinking, I don't give a damn about that. Mm -hmm. Especially, and I typically do that with people I'm not connected to. Not even like, folks who I be connected to. Like, people I'm connected to, if I say I'm going to support yourself, I'm really going to do it. Like, yeah. I have a good reputation for usually being people's first customer. Yeah. So... If you say you're doing something, I'm going to do it. Yeah, so, you know, that's what's bothering me, child. Okay, well, listen. Let's get into this passionate topic of today. Okay, what we talking about? Today, we talking about Korean. We talking about Korean Toronto racist ass, okay? <laughs> sister was up in New... Well, not sister. I was just playing, y'all. I was just playing. Because <laughs> she ain't no fucking sister. You heard? <laughs> that ain't what she is. But, baby, Kareem, she was up in New Haven showing her pale ass. You heard me? <laughs> she was showing her ass. You heard? And um, she was making all these racist epithets and all that fun stuff. She was just yelling them. You know what I'm saying? She got nigga happy. You heard me? Super she was like, happy. nigga, 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 <laughs> nigga, 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 nigga. <laughs> Um, like for real, she was yelling it in the store. She was yelling it on the phone with PD. Sis just got real happy with that word. And that let me tell you something about Kareem. That was not her first, and it won't be her last time using that word. She was way too comfortable with it. Too comfortable. Slipped through her lips too easy. Yeah, man. Tell us. So what happened with Kareem? Well, what happened with Corinne mm -hmm. is according to Corinne, okay? Right. See, there's a part of what, ha what according to Corinne, what she said, and then what we saw on video. Exactly. So, we'll start with what she said happened, okay? Mm -hmm. So, what she said was, yeah. you know, she was pushing her cart down the aisle, mm -hmm. and then she looked at her two daughters and was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And said that the black man said to her, um, are you talking to me, bitch? Mm. And she says, no, I'm not talking to you, nigger. That's exactly how she said. This is what she said <laughs> on, the, on the 911 call, that this is what she said. So it, I don't really know. She Nobody really explains what happens in between. But then there's the video that we have all seen that has gone viral. So in the video, she proceeds to say things like, you know, don't effing talk to me like that in front of my kids, mother effer. Which I'm still trying to understand how you can say don't talk to me like that in front of my kids, mother effer. But okay. And I mean, she was dropping them hard Fs like she was... Full CK, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, All the syllables in there. But anyway, so they start, you know what I'm saying, going back and forth. You can hear that there's like a black woman behind the black man trying to, you know what I'm saying, like calm him down, like you mm -hmm. know it's not worth it, whatever, whatever. And she's just going off, you know what I'm saying? You, there's another white dude that try to come in, you know, pull her back. And she's like, no, you know, it's these effing niggers, niggers this. And it just started flowing. Nigga, 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 nigga. Like every other word was these niggas mm -hmm. this, these, these niggas this, these niggas that, right? And so the whole <laughs> the whole grocery store at this point is like gasping like, oh, did she really just say that type of thing? Mm -hmm. So everybody else is like kind of watching but still kind of pulling back, walking away in disgust because they can't believe she's just dropping the 
N-word mm. left and right in front of these babies. You see another little white lady come and grab the two the girls because the, the youngest one just looks so frightened, poor baby. Yes. She looks so scared. The oldest one looked like she was more embarrassed than anything. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, here go mom acting like mom again. And yeah, basically she then proceeds to um, clear her throat and spit into my heart. Like a heart. Oh, anyway, spit at the man twice, I believe she did, mm-hmm. in the vi- at least in the video, and then proceeds to walk off. And then, well, then she, you know, there's a point where when she first spit, you could tell that that was, you know, that kind of did something to the black man because you could tell that he was the one recording. You could tell he was ready to walk up on her. And then, you know, he, I guess he held his composure some type of way. And she's over there threatening him, hit me, mother effer, hit me, hit me, all this mm-hmm. other type of stuff, threatening him and all this other crap. So, yeah, that, that's about the rundown of what happened. So then she continues her racist tirade when she calls PD. Let me give y'all this little transcript that happened. Okay. So she calls PD, tell them the story that Tish just said that, you know, she reached for the kids. And, I mean, she reached, you know, she turned behind her to talk to the kids to say, oh, Jesus Christ. And he, he called her a bitch, and then she proceeded to call him um, a nigger. Um, and then they started going back and forth. She then tells um, the PD that she wanted to press charges due to his verbal um, abuse, or a verbal assault of her. And then um, she continues to describe what happened. She says that the man was with two fat black bitches, um, which I won't call niggers because they weren't behaving like niggers. Yeah, that's what she said. He had two fat black bitches with him, and she called them the N-word, but she, she on the phone she said that they was niggers, but then she proceeded to say she won't call them that because they weren't behaving like niggers because... What the hell do niggers behave like? Okay. So she already got in her head a way that we act, right? Apparently. Then she continues and say that, because she was shopping at this place called ShopRite, she continues to state that that place is full of cockroaches, and now I have to deal with being called a bitch by a nigger in front of my kids? I don't think so. And then she tells PD how she left her coat in the parking lot of the shop right because his dirty, disgusting, AIDS-infected nigger spit was on it. So then she demanded that PD come to her house and get her report. Um, and, you know, they was letting her know that they couldn't come to her house because she, did, she didn't call the right police district or whatever. So then she mocks them and tells them, you know, of course you can't. Um, then tell me what's going to be done to arrest the nigger who assaulted me verbally. This is what she's talking. She's still talking to, um, PD about this or whatever. Um, and so then she continues her racist tirade, whatever, whatever. Then she demands that the officer who comes to talk to her be white. She says, is it someone who's not going to be racially biased? Is it going to be a white person? Because I'm not dealing with a spick or a nigger because I am way beyond that part, that point. So you see, she's way comfortable with this word. She did it in the store when she was on the phone with PD. She continued this, this tirade. 
And apparently she just likes using racial slurs in general because if you don't know, speak is basically like a racial, it's like a racist term for Hispanics. Right. So, yeah. Mm, where do we even begin? Oh, Lord, I don't even know where to start with this this whole thing. Um, first off, I'm just going to say that the story don't even make sense to me. I'm still trying to piece it together. <laughs> I was just sitting here telling Mello, like, I'm really confused mm-hmm. because I don't understand the storyline. Yeah. So, you telling me you just said, oh, Jesus Christ to your kids, and then this man was just all of a sudden like, "Who are you talking to me, bitch? Like, I just feel like there's a piece of the story that's just yeah. not quite adding up because I don't understand why he would just jump to such a harsh way of mm-hmm. responding to you, not even sure if you're talking to him or not. Right. So I just find that very interesting. I almost wonder if she had said other stuff that made him get to that point because yeah. I'm wondering if maybe she felt like he was following him or she felt uncomfortable because apparently she uses racial terms all the time. So maybe she felt uncomfortable with a black man being so close and was probably saying a little smart stuff mm-hmm. under her breath that he finally caught. And that's when he made the comment, probably, yeah. oh, are you talking to me, bitch? Because it just don't add up. She just yeah. says, oh, Jesus Christ. And he's like, are you talking to me, bitch? Like, what what in that would make somebody like I yeah. can't even see a random even if it wasn't a black person what would make a person just respond to somebody in that manner don't add up to me I agree I agree it don't it, the story sound fishy and you know you because you could tell on the video he was really upset so something happened or something transpired and I really wish that the gentleman and the two women that were with him would come out and tell their story absolutely because even in the video he wasn't even cursing at her yeah, not in a video, but somebody said that, because um, you do see that point where he tries to, somebody tries to slap the phone out of her hand. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. And, you know, and the women in a video could could be heard tell him, calm down, don't do that. So maybe we just couldn't hear what exactly what he was saying. True. But he was definitely. He was upset he now. He was upset now. He was, he was definitely upset. I don't blame him. Shit. Cause, baby, I don't even know how I, how I would act with. With, with uh something like that happening to me um but to me it just goes to show you like as much as people try to say like oh this stuff does not exist anymore people still feel the way they feel you know what i'm saying like this is something that's deep rooted and deeply ingrained in her and you can tell this ain't her first time going down this rodeo no this ain't her first time it's not her first time at all and I, i'll be honest i because even know. how she was talking to PD and she yeah. continued to use that language. Exactly. Like, she, that's just how she talked. Mm-hmm. And for me, I don't know. Because you even remember when you sent it to me, my first reaction was, so ain't nobody fighting. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. ain't nobody fighting this whole life. Ain't nobody swing on this whole life. Like, that's, and I know that that's not the answer. But just, you not finna sit here and mm-hmm. keep calling me a nigga to my face. Right. And ain't none of all these black people in the store. Ain't none of us gonna jump on you, ho. But at the same time, we all know that that wouldn't end it well, cause mm-hmm. you know whatever. But um, it just I don't know. Like it, it's very obvious. This is how she talks. Mm-hmm. This is how she talk. This is what she do. This is how she feel. This is how she think. Now the plot twist that we also forgot to add into this little story about Corinne or Corinne or however you say this huffer's name. I don't give a damn about saying her name right. But the point is, she a school teacher, or at least was. She, she was a secretary. Secretary? Um, let me, I gave, I guess, oh, anyway, I was about to say something. But anyway, but yeah, so, so she worked at a school, okay? 
So she worked out of school, and um, clearly, as the video went viral, she uh, heard them put a resignation letter in before she could get fired. But it's interesting, though, because I think about stuff like this all the time, like, these people work, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure whatever school she worked at had black kids in it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you you work around kids. Mm-hmm. And so it, it makes me uncomfortable because we, we pretend like these people don't exist no more in society. We, we pretend like these people just all disappeared and vanished um, once, you know, civil rights laws was passed and everything. Yeah. And these people didn't go nowhere. They just integrated into society and they kept quiet so they would not get in trouble. <clears throat> but these people still exist. And even the fact that she uses this kind of language with her in front of her children, yeah. it, she uses this language all the time. So you know that she talked like that in front of her kids. So now that's something that gets passed down. All you can do is hope that her kids could see the wrong in it and not want to do the same thing, but we don't know. Right. So, like you said, this stuff ain't going nowhere. Ain't going nowhere. Nowhere at all. And, uh, <laughs> uh, Corinne just, man, like, it was just like one of them videos you saw and you was just like, you fucking bitch. How dare you? How dare you? Like, it was just like, oh, hell nah. And, and, and then, like, you don't, you acting a monkey. In front of your fucking kids. And you could tell, like you said, that little girl, she was so scared and all this type of stuff. And then you work in a school system with kids. So I wonder how you treated the kids you work with. Exactly. Because you feel a way about about um, about black people. Because, see, you describe behaviors. Like, you made the comment that they weren't acting like niggers. The two black women weren't acting like niggers, but the black guy was. What does it mean to act like a nigger? Exactly. To her. Exactly. Because we all got, because I'm not going to sit up here and act like we don't all have ideas about how racial groups act and move. Because we do. Exactly. We do. So, but for me, I wonder for her what that meant. Because for her, it wasn't positive. Mm. That statement, they weren't acting like niggers. Obviously, niggers act in a way that's negative in her mind. But these two young women, they weren't acting like that. So they were okay in her book because they were acting how they should act when you are assimilated in the white people's society. Mm. However, the black man was acting just like a nigger and he needs to be tamed and put in control in his place. This woman, uh huh. She definitely, definitely got the folks talking. She definitely um, was on some other shit, okay? You know, what this does for me is it further debunks the stupid ideology that if we just stop talking about racism, it'll disappear. Right. Um, this is why I hate when black people say that foolishness. Mm-hmm. Um, because even when white people say, I hate when people say it in general, don't, don't tell, stop telling. Cause I feel like we only tell that to black people. Mm-hmm. We tell black people all the time. Like we, we got to stop talking about racism. We got to stop race baiting. Everything ain't about race, blah, blah, blah. If we keep talking about racism, it'll keep existing. Let me tell you something. Only people that's going to be hurt. If black people stop bringing up racism is black people. Mm-hmm. And this is a perfect example of that because just like we said, her two young daughters were right there and we're not stupid. She uses this language all the time. Cause guess who also was around probably when she was on the phone with the police, probably her two young daughters. 
So this is my thing. You telling black people to constantly to tell them, no, you don't need to keep bringing this up. Why would you tell your kids about this? Why would you do this? Why would you do that? But if you don't tell them what's up, then you put them in a world full of Koreans and Koreans children to call you niggas in grocery stores. And then you want to tell the, the little black kids though, and black families and stuff to not talk about racism. Why? It's getting passed down in white generations. Why would we not want to talk about it? Why would we not want to equip our kids to know what they about to be out here facing? Exactly. It's 2019. We not in 1969. Exactly. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Because Koran ain't grow up in that uh, era either. I agree. But a lot of things are taught. And so you you can't expect that something just going to die down because a law was passed. Hell, lawless, lawlessness has been going on forever. And there's laws against it. You know what I'm saying? People, you think just because laws was passed about armed robbery that people just all of a sudden going to stop doing armed robbery? Exactly. So just because laws was passed, you know, banning, you know, Jim Crow laws and segregation all that stuff doesn't mean that people are going to stop having that type of mindset. Absolutely. And, or that it, like you said, that it just vanished overnight. Like, nah, things are taught to people and things are passed down. But when you make a person ignorant about certain things, then you do more harm than good. Absolutely. You cannot you cannot just shield somebody from a thing. That's how people go out into the world doing all this type of foolishness. No, you got to let them know what, what was, what happened, how they could, you know, potentially deal with certain situations. So when they're faced with these things, they know what to do. Um, but ain't nobody just going to be sitting up here just calling me no nigga. I'm, I'm sorry. Nah, bruh. Like, I, I don't know if I would have been able to contain myself in that moment. And then, then when she hopped up the spit, though... See, that's the part that I really would have. Because, you know, I'm pretty calm when it comes to stuff. Because, I don't know, she might have been able to. Because, but I wouldn't have stood there and just took that. I wouldn't have been standing there recording that bitch. None of that. No. No. I would have at least had some sly stuff to say. I would have had something. I would have had to say something that was going to get under that whole mm-hmm. skin. Like, I couldn't just let you just sit there and keep calling me a nigga. That mm-hmm. wasn't about to happen. But you said that spit would have took you out. That spit would have took me out. <laughs> it's two things I find utterly disrespectful. Don't spit on me. And I think slapping another woman in her face are the ultimate disrespect. Absolutely. I'm with you on that. Spit would have took me out of the game. Because I would have been able, I might have been able with, because I think about it, if somebody was to call me a nigga to my face, I probably would do something real so I like not react just to piss them off even more because I know that they're saying it to get a rise out of me. Yeah. So just to get under your skin, I'm yeah. going to appear as if I'm extremely unbothered just to annoy you. But you spit on me, like, at that point, it worked. Yeah. It worked. You got it. <laughs> That's disgusting ass shit. You gonna get a nigga today. <laughs> I ain't even into that kink shit right though. No. I don't, I don't like, I don't got no spit fetish, bitch. I don't like nobody spitting on me. No, that's, 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 because it's disrespectful. Like, you're mm-hmm. telling me I'm, like, basically the ground level, mm-hmm. like, that you could spit on me. Like, no, nah, that's, that's absolutely disgusting. And we're going to fight at that point. Um, and yeah, they, they some good ones. Yeah. They some good ones. That's all I can say is they 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 truly some good ones. I I can't say that I would have been able to to just keep even if I was recording up until that point, the phone would have been dropped and that'd have been the end of it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just I just think it's a perfect example though, and I'm but I am glad that it got recorded because we have got to see that racism isn't dead. It has not gone nowhere. Cause like I said, I Corinne ain't a hundred years old. Mm-mm. She she probably was only like in her like upper thirties, early forties. 
ain't no fucking upper 30s. She ain't look in her upper 30s to stop being polite. That bitch in her 40s, period. Well, she white, so. <laughs> no, she in her 40s. Mm-mm. Ain't look like no 30, nothing. I'm 40s. Just, I'm saying she might be in her 30s. You know white people old look No, old. she 40. Oh, okay. Well, the point I'm trying to make is she's not some super yeah, old. Some hope that she she look young. Hell nah, that bitch. No, I wasn't saying she look young. I'm saying she look older, but she probably younger than what she is is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> she look about 45, so she probably about 35. Hell nah. <laughs> that bitch in her 40s. But the point I'm making is she too young to have come from like Jim Crow era. Yeah, 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 for sure. For so sure. that that is a perfect example of that means that that mindset and that attitude has been passed down in her family. Mm-hmm. Because she was not old enough to be one of them kids staring at hanging bodies. Yeah. She was she was not. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, she this is a perfect example of how this this hatred continues to get passed down in families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is. And um, it's one of them things, like, for me, that people like her are never going to go away, in my personal opinion. No. They're never, people like your Koreans of the world, they're never going to go away. And they're just always looking for the right opportunity to show exactly who they are. Push the right, you push the right button in, and you'll see. And, and the fact that, oh, Jesus Christ took you there. Right. That shows a lot because if somebody called me a bitch, the first thing that come to my mind isn't to say nigger. Exactly. That ain't the first thing to come. You That bitch been waiting on a good time to say that shit. She like, boy, I ain't been able to say that word in a good little minute. Let yep. me, I'm ready just for the right one. And then somebody say bitch and you like nigger. Right. <laughs> <laughs> She you was waiting on you were waiting on that opportunity that because that's not the first thing that comes to somebody's mind to say when somebody piss you off like that. Oh Jesus Christ! And somebody say you talking to me, bitch. And the first thing that come to your mind is to say, no, say I'm that not, word. No, I'm not. No, nigger. I'm not, nigger. Come on. Nah, that whole been waiting on it. She been waiting for the opportunity, and it. But it, it even the way it flowed out her mouth, and even for when she called the police, because also what she said was, "I'm not about the sugarcoat." Yeah, what was said, like she, yep. she made it clear, like I'm not about the sugarcoat. What was said, I said, blah 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 yep. blah. Like she, she, she was bold enough with it. That means yeah. in her mind, like this is what she used to. This what she said. This and this what, what they do. do in her family. Yep. In her family, cause see, her uncle was a cop too, and see, her uncle he retired. And she was telling the police how my uncle, my uncle, he's a retired cop from New Haven. He said, y'all not handling this right. Mm. But see, what your uncle should have been telling you is that your ass was out of line, that your ass was out of pocket, and why the hell you going around saying all that dumb ass shit? But then that lets you know that her uncle probably was a racist cop. Was a racist cop, and that this is how she got that attitude in the first place, and he probably was niggering up with her. Probably was like, yeah, see how these niggas do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, this is this is the problem today. This is what's going on. They too nice to these niggas. That cop was probably trying to call all types of people to get some strings pulled so that she could somehow be okay, and then had the audacity to leave a note on her door for the media, blaming the media, talking about some y'all got her kids getting death threats and stuff, and y'all done leaked her kids information and you know now my kids are you know um getting threatened and all types of stuff now first of all you put your kids in danger hold on be blaming the media for that the way the way social media worked the media didn't have to do jack daily squad social media found your kids (laughs) it don't take long don't take long at all 
Now, I don't agree with nobody kids getting threats. Or Agreed. At the same, but I can't, she needs to, don't put, my thing is take responsibility. Don't blame the media for your kids being threatened. Yeah, I don't think it's the media fault. Well, first of all, even her actions shouldn't have nothing to do with her kids. Her her kids have nothing to do with this. Like, her kids should be left out of it. Her Absolutely. kids should not fair game. Period. Nobody should be threatening nobody kids. Like, I don't believe in that shit. Even when shit happened with people, I, they family, this, you mad at the individual. Right. You mad at the individual, so keep your fucking threats towards the individual. You know, I didn't, I don't think that people should be looking up her kids' school and all that type of shit. We just need to know where she worked at, all her information, but to bring her kids in and no, th- no, no threats should have been made to her children because they ain't had shit to do with their mother's behavior. I wonder how real that is, though. Because in all the stuff that I've read, her kids' names has not been nowhere in it. Well, you know, when it first happened, they were. Like, like a Uh-oh. lot of shit. Like, people, because technically, you know, when it comes to videos and stuff like that, you should blur out the children's faces. But that's true. At first, the kids' faces stuff. weren't blurred like, out. You know, you know, a few different things. And knowing people, like, I, people do stuff like that. Yeah. This is what her kids go to school here. And then you sit up here saying the N-word and all this type of stuff. Do, do you work at, you know, people have reasons for why they do stuff. True. But yeah, they did do that. Oh, dang. Well, you know. Look, if you read the comments on some of the articles, like, people was inserting it in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, well. Dang, that's unfortunate. <laughs> but um, the point is, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. But the mm-hmm. truth is, these people exist. And you said it earlier. They're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And the reason why, and I've told people this for years, Again, you keep telling black people to stop bringing up racism, but it's not black people who need to stop bringing it up because we're not the ones who perpetuate it. You got to tell the people who actually act out the racism to stop bringing up racism, and that'll never happen because you are asking people to give up their sense of power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I the hell a race with no power. Again, it's just like that whole thing like where, uh, who was that who was telling the guy who was that who was telling black people, oh, Daniel Caesar? Y'all know the singer that y'all like? Girl, what this fool say? How he was telling black people to stop being mean. So it's this podcast. What's the name of the damn podcast? I sent you a, because they was having that whole conversation about who can say the N-word. Mm-hmm. The I next, know what you're talking about. I can't think of um, the name of it, though. The name of that podcast they was telling people to stop being mean to the white lady that was on there. So he was telling people to stop being black people to stop being mean to her or whatever. A dude reached out to Daniel. I can't think of the guy's name. And I apologize, y'all. But he was just like, look, you telling black people to stop being mean to white people? Are you serious, bro? Let's have a conversation. Even if a black person is mean to, to white people, how does that affect their power, their right. sense of authority? You talking about us stop being mean to them? And we got this long, deep-rooted history of these mofos suppressing, being racist, being nasty towards black people, and you going to tell us to stop being mean? That's really? always the problem, though. We always the ones who got to stop. We always the ones who got to be nice and play nice mm-hmm. and, and turn the other cheek and be okay and forgiving and all this other stuff. And I'm quite honestly, I'm over it. Like... Mm-hmm. I'm I'm re- I'm just really done with that whole that whole mentality because stuff like the Koreans of the world show me like that's yeah. that's not how we answer it. Right. So then sis, what's the solution? The solution to this is it, it's really no solution. Like I know that sounds like not hopeful or anything like mm-hmm. that, 
But the thing is, unless like we just start over and redo the world or some shit, um, until you get that type of mindset out of people's head and, and you really deal with racism head on, you're not going to change a person's mind. But we keep putting Band-Aids on this shit. Mm-hmm. We just keep putting a Band-Aid on it and we keep pushing forward. That's all we do. And so the Koreans of the world are going to continue to be here. But what we can do, though, is not make ourselves ignorant to racism. We can get out of that cocoon of thinking, oh, this doesn't exist. It's it's kumbaya, you know what I'm saying? We the world, we the people, we all holding hands. It's not like that. And so what you need to do is, I'm not saying that you need to harbor any hatred, but what I'm saying is you need to make sure you're aware of what's going on and you need to make your children aware of what's going on. And we need to continue these conversations because we need to continue to see how we can grow and so that we can stop talking about how we the minority. Because other people, they come over here and everybody just keep rising up above us. And we keep staying in the same position at the bottom of the fucking totem pole. How the fuck do we move up? But see, we be running away from stuff. We got to goddamn hit that shit head on. When that ball comes towards you, you got to knock that bitch out of the park. Period. Period. No, I feel you. Um, Honestly, that's my thing. I think the biggest thing is equipping ourselves with knowledge mm-hmm. and then knowing what to do with it. Yeah. Um, trying to pretend like Koreans don't exist is not helping us. Mm-hmm. Singing Kumbaya is not helping us. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm not the we are the world type of person. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like that that type of mentality mm-hmm. is what has hurt us thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, when are we gonna learn lessons? Okay. Um, Indians tried to sing, you know, Kumbaya with them, and look what happened to them. Right. They almost freaking made them go extinct. So. Um, no, we need to stop with the whole heal the world stuff and we got to understand what it is. We got to understand and study the Koreans of the world, understand mm-hmm. how they think, understand how they are, understand how they work, how mm-hmm. they move, how they maneuver, and you learn how to work around them. But I also think that we got to start, or excuse me, stop teaching young black children to fear them. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't got to be afraid of them. Yeah. Like, to, sh- to show our own power and strength. Okay, so yeah, this is what they have control over, but only to the extent that you allow them to. Because yeah. that's really how they've gotten this far, mm-hmm. by putting fear. Mm-hmm. And so if we erase that idea of being afraid of these people, then you take away some of their power. Yeah. So I think for me, that's the biggest thing. Educate and empower. Yeah. I ain't saying we're going to heal the world or nothing. Right. But I'm just saying, anything's better than plain ignorance. Yes. To just turn a blind eye and act like it ain't happening? Nah, bro. That ain't gonna do it. Well, look. We've really enjoyed y'all this week. Absolutely. We've had a good time with y'all. We hope y'all have enjoyed the podcast. Make sure y'all check us out every Wednesday. And be sure to check us out on our live broadcast of Exhale Live with Tisha Mello. Y'all can see us live next time on... April 8th. 7.30 p.m. Yep. You heard it, April 8th, 7.30 p.m. We're going live again. And be sure to check out our social media handles, which are... XL Live underscore Tish Mello on Instagram and XL Live with Tish Mello on Facebook. <laughs> yes. So, look, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You tell a friend to tell a friend. Leave a review. Let us know how we doing. And until then, stay passionate, folks.